Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
the fire fall, let the wind blow, let the glory come down, yes Jesus. Let the fire fall, let the wind blow, let the glory come down. Let the fire fall, let the wind blow, let the glory come down. Let the fire fall, let the wind blow, let the glory come down.
Praise Jesus. Welcome to Prayer International. My name is Patrick Sanders, and we're going to be getting into God's Word and praying today. It's uh, October the 14th, 2013, and um, let's go to God in prayer. Father, we pray that you would rest in this place. We pray that this would be a holy place of habitation, a place of fellowship. Father, you said when two or three come together in my name, there I am in the midst. So we thank you for this radio fellowship. We thank you for this time to connect with you in the spirit, Lord God. We pray your kingdom come, your will be done. Let the wind blow, Father God. Let your glory, let your fire come down. We thank you for the fire of your presence, for the fire of your goodness, Father God. Thank you for burning away the impurities out of our own heart and revealing to us who we are in Christ. We give you the praise, Father God. We give you plate place in our lives. We open up our hearts to the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Lord God. Well, I wanted to start out uh, with Luke chapter 10. It says in verse 19, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And what I've been looking into lately 
is the question I want to ask you. Are you allowing the devil to settle on your life? Are you allowing oppression to roost upon you, to make its nest upon you? When Jesus was being baptized of John, he says when he was baptized, he came up out of the water and the dove of the Holy Spirit rested or nested upon him. And so Jesus did something that caused the Holy Spirit to come down and to rest upon his life. And the question I have for you is, are you doing something or is that or is that to say, are you not doing something to cause uh, the Holy Spirit not to come down to rest upon your life? Are you allowing Satan to roost upon your life? Are you allowing him to place a stronghold of oppression and you're just a not doing anything about it. You're just accepting it and receiving it and walking it, walking in it rather than walking in the anointing. And when we do not rebuke the devil, when we do not rebuke the oppression that's on our life, uh, we're just allowing it to rest and to settle. So Jesus was baptized. He did something that caused the Holy Spirit to fall upon him. And in the same way, we can do something that can cause uh, the devil to just rest upon our life, to allow that oppression to just stay there. And what we're doing is not so much what we're doing, it's what we're not doing. And what we're not doing is speaking the word of God like a sword out of our mouth against the oppression. It says in the beginning that when God created, he spoke and he spoke light, and the light came into existence from his mouth. He speaks into the darkness, and he creates the light. So in the same way, as you speak into the darkness of your life, light is going to come, and that which is settling upon you is going to be broken off your life. I encourage you not to allow depression, not to, to think that that's just normal, that it's just a part of life to go through sadness, depression, or doubt, uh, oppression of any kind, and just think, you know, life's tough and you just have to allow it. You have to go through it, but that's not true. You don't have to allow things to rest and to roost upon your life and to make a nest. It says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, this is a short verse, I'm not going to read the verses that come before or after it, just that one verse it says, neither give place to the devil. And that's the whole verse right there. Neither give place to the devil. And what I'd like to ask you is, are you giving place to the devil in your life? Are you allowing oppression to rest on you? And we don't have to allow that to rest upon us because Jesus Christ came and he paid the price so that our punishment would be taken off of us. For by your sin, the devil gave, it gave Satan place over our lives to, to rule and to have authority, but Jesus took away that legal right of Satan, which was our sin. He took it away. So now the devil has no legal right to roost upon you in that place of oppression you don't have to walk in darkness. You don't have to walk uh, feeling beat down and as if something is hindering you or holding you back. 
you can speak to the stronghold, you can speak to the mountain, and you can cast it off of you. Jesus said, uh, he said that, um, well, we started out in Luke 10. Let's go to Luke 11, verse 20. It says, but if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he is come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divideth his spoils. So I, with the finger of God, can cast out devils. And no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. See, when God's kingdom comes upon you, it gives you power to cast out the oppression Satan comes as a strong man to keep you in his palace. Uh, but when stronger than he has come, that is Jesus, when he has come upon him, uh, Jesus will overcome the strong man because Jesus is stronger and Jesus will take from him his armor wherein he trusted and was hiding behind and he will take the goods that the enemy has uh, taken from us. So by speaking God's word, we cause Jesus, who is the stronger, to come upon the stronghold and to rip it apart. For if you speak the word of God, then life will come from it. Jesus, with the finger of God, cast down devils. And it says in the Old Testament that God wrote upon stone tablets. And he wrote upon it with his finger. And it says today in the New Testament that the Lord writes upon our heart. And he writes his word on his, our hearts. And once God has written it on your heart, it's your job that out of the heart the mouth speaks. You're to open wide your mouth, and he will fill it. You're to open your mouth and speak the things that he's writing upon your heart. And so Jesus says, I, with the finger of God, cast out devils. God's writing on your heart the answers that you need. He's writing on your heart the words and the keys that you need to unlock the strong man's hold off of your life. The Holy Spirit is communicating to you uh, life-giving messages for it. It says that the, my sheep hear my voice. God's sheep hear his voice. It's something that's automatic. It is something that is prophesied by the prophets of old that he would write upon your heart. And Jesus said, you know, how did Jesus cast out devils? How did he cast off the demonic oppression off of his life? It says that he, with a finger of God, cast out devils. So God's riding upon your heart with his finger. And whatever he speaks into your heart through scripture, through prayer, through worship, those words that he speaks are going to be your hammers. They're going to be your swords. And those are going to be the keys to unlock the strong man's cage, his prison that he's put you in. And so, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you because God is writing his word in your heart for you to use as a weapon to break the strongholds of the enemy. And it says in Jeremiah 23... Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, 
and like a hammer that breaketh a rock in pieces. So God's word is like a hammer, and he's put it in your heart so that it can come out of your mouth so that you can break the stoniness of the hardness of the heavens that have hardened by the devil's working against you to try and separate you from God, to try and separate you from your calling and your destiny in Christ. There is a problem, and God has created the solution. The problem is the devil's oppression, but the solution is God's word coming out of your mouth like a fire and like a hammer in order to crack it open that oppression. Jesus cast out devils by the word of God, by the finger of God. He cast them out. And Jesus said, the things that I do, you're going to do also. So we look to his word. We look to the work that he has started and he's waiting waiting for you to finish it. He's waiting for you to use his word to wield as a weapon against the enemy. It says in Ezekiel chapter 6 verse 1, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face toward the mountains of Israel and prophesy against them. He said to speak the future of what the mountains surrounding Israel were going to be. He says, And say, ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord God. Thus saith the Lord God to the mountains and to the hills and to the rivers and to the valleys. Behold, I, even I, will bring a sword upon you and will destroy your high places. The enemy wants to put a mountain of oppression upon you. And God's word says, give not place to the devil. And when we just simply feel the oppression and don't speak against it, We've given the enemy a place to roost upon our lives and and to putrefy even more uh, darkness in our lives. So God tells Ezekiel to take up his word. God says he's going to bring a sword upon these high places. And where does the sword come from? It comes from your mouth. And how did you get the sword in your mouth? You got it because the sword came out of your heart. Because God was writing upon your heart, because my sheep hear my voice. In the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. So if you're under oppression, you're listening to a stranger's voice. Because when God speaks, he speaks light, he speaks clarity, he speaks power. And when we're not resting under that clarity and that power, we're allowing something else to have place in our lives. And the reason why it has place in our lives is because we're not prophesying to the mountains of Israel and telling them what their future is. It talks about another mountain in Matthew. And uh, Matthew 17, verse 20, says, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. God has called us to the realm where all things are possible. It says, if you can believe, all things are possible to them who believe. 
And so your faith is cornerstone, is paramount towards casting the mountains of oppression off of your life. God's given you his word and now you've got to use it as a sword. And you've got to tell the mountain its future. And when you plant a seed, it doesn't instantly bear forth fruit. A farmer has to wait with patience until the the rains come and uh, nurture that seed and it bears the fruit. So in the same way, when you speak to your mountain, don't think that because it's not instantly removed that it somehow has not listened to you, that um, somehow it's not going to be re- happen because it did not happen instantly, but God's word being a seed, when you speak it, you've got to wait for that germination to take place. Sometimes it's not removed instantly. Sometimes God doesn't give us the drive-through deliverance, but that doesn't mean he's not going to give us a deliverance. Power is in his word. His word doesn't go out to come back void. But it is inherently endued with a supernatural power. It is effective and it is powerful. And every knee has to bow. Every tongue has to confess that Jesus is Lord over it. So these mountains that surround Israel, that surround you, you tell them, you prophesy to them, you tell them what their future is. Their future is to be plucked up and to be cast into the sea, to be removed, because unto you nothing is impossible. God has called you to the realm where nothing is impossible unto you where all things are going to be possible. That's our inheritance as sons and daughters of God, that as Jesus walked, so we can walk in that fullness of of his spirit, that he walked in a realm where all things were possible. Thy kingdom realm come on earth as it is in heaven. The same reality, the same quality of life, that eternal life is the same quality of life that God has called us to as sons and daughters, that we have an inheritance. And we are called to speak to the heavens once they become brass over our heads. We, are, we have the key to unlock it so that the veil would be torn, so that fellowship would be restored in the mighty name of Jesus. In Malachi, it's spoken of of the tithe and the tithe uh, can be more than just money. We can make a tithe of God's word. You can begin to speak that mustard seed. It says in Matthew 7, 20, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith of the grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. God is calling you to a victory to where nothing is impossible. That you walk as a son of God with his inheritance in this present lifetime. And what caused that mountain to move? It was a mustard seed of faith. Or you could say a tithe. A tithe is just a tenth. It's just a small thing. But God wants to, God chooses the small to, to defeat the mighty. So don't think that um, it takes a whole lot to remove a mountain because Jesus said it just took a grain of faith, a mustard seed of faith, and great things were done by that. 
says in, in Malachi, says, uh, my people have robbed me. And they said, how have we robbed you? And he said, in tithes and offerings. He says, return unto me in tithes and offerings. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's the realm of the impossible. God wants to make the impossible possible for the believer through simply a tithe, through simply a grain of mustard seed. You have the power and the ability to rip off the brass of heavens, the oppression of the enemy, and to take off uh, that cloak, to take off that covering, that bushel, that basket that the enemy is trying to put upon your life. So that the heavens would be rended open and you would pour out a blessing which you cannot contain and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord. God wants to rebuke the devourer and rebuking him comes from an action that you perform and that action is sowing him a tithe giving him a little seed of agreement, uh, agreeing with his word and, and bringing him back his word and agreeing with him. And that would cause the heavens to rend and for the devourer to be rebuked. And uh, he wants to pour us out a blessing that we cannot contain. That's the realm that speaks of the realm of the supernatural that God wants to call us into. So it's not your uh, it's not your calling, it's not your destiny to be under the oppression of the enemy. It's uh, your destiny to walk in the power and the life of God. So if you'd like to pray with me off the air, I'll agree with you for whatever you're praying for. And uh, the guest calling is on your screen. It's 619-638-8458. My name is Patrick Sanders, and this is Prayer International. Lord of all creation, of water, earth, and Heavens are your tabernacle. Glory to the Lord on high. God of wonders beyond our galaxy. You are holy, holy. The universe declares your majesty. You are.
Father God, we just cry out unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you that you've not called us to a place of oppression. You've called us to a place of freedom, to walk under a hope in heaven. That, Lord God, you desire to uproot the cloud of oppression upon our lives. Father, we just rebuke it in the mighty name of Jesus, declaring that it is written that you shall deliver us from every evil work and preserve us unto your heavenly kingdom, that you've given us power to tread upon the lions, the uh, serpents and adders and scorpions, Father, that nothing shall by any means harm us, Lord God. Father, we thank you that the enemy is defeated, that Christ was manifested to destroy the works of the devil, and by death he destroyed him. And so, Father God, we just rip off this oppression, Lord. By the power of the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus, I just anoint the people. I sprinkle your blood upon them, Father, and declare that whatever is upon their life, whatever oppression is there, I command it to be removed in Jesus' name and for an open heaven to appear upon their lives because Christ went in once with his blood and he tore the veil between heaven and earth so that we can walk under an open heaven, Father. Lord God, by faith we access this grace and we give not place to the devil, but rather, Father, we speak your word. We build an altar of your holy word and we allow the dove of the Holy Spirit to come down upon what we're doing. For, Father, by faith we access this grace wherein We hope for the glory of God. Lord, we thank you for your glory. We thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus. And by his blood, Father God, the enemy is crushed. And the old has passed away. And behold, all things have become new. In Jesus' mighty name, God says that uh, we're to test his word. we're We're to prove him herewith. If we give unto him a tithe if we return unto him the fruits of his word. His word is sown into our hearts and then it produces fruit in our lips. The fruit of our lips, we bring back the first fruit of that and we build an altar unto it. We, we sacrifice it unto the Lord. We put it upon the altar of God and he says, prove me now herewith whether, I'm, whether or not I'll pour out you a blessing which you cannot contain I'll rebuke the devourer and I'll save your destiny. Whoever you are in Christ, God desires to preserve that and have it to grow and to flourish and to multiply. But there is a lion walking about seeking whom he can devour. There is a lion seeking whom will give him place, who will allow him to, to roost and to nest and to settle in their mind. And and for you to say, oh, well, I deserve it. I deserve hard times. I deserve this oppression. Things aren't going right because I haven't been acting right. Well, when when has things been uh, based upon your righteousness? Uh, Christ became poor that you might become rich, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There's no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. God took all of your bad works and good works and put them in the person of Christ and he nailed them to the cross. God means for you to live by his righteousness and not by yours. So his righteousness secures blessings and rewards. 
And so that's the type of life you're to walk in. And we're not to settle for the enemy to pull the wool over our eyes and to cause oppression and darkness to be a normal part of our lives. We're to test God here. We're to prove him with his word that as he sows the word into our hearts, we're to give unto him the first fruits of our lips. And as we do that, as we return to God, as we return God's word to him in agreement, uh, he will, it will cause the heavens to bow and the veil to be torn in your behalf and the dove of the Holy Spirit will rest in the place where uh, the devil had placed before. It says in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 24, it says, Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captives be delivered? But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered, for I will contend with him that contendeth with thee, and I will save thy children. Your children are your future, and they represent here your destiny. He's saying, I'll save your future. I'll save your destiny. And uh, though we've been taken prey by the enemy through Adam, uh, Christ has come along and he has severed us from being lawful captives of the enemy. And even the captives of the mighty are being taken away and the prey of the terrible is being delivered. You don't have to be a prey. You don't have to be a captive because Christ has come and his blood has severed you from that legal right that the enemy had over your life, but you have to enforce it by the word. And the good news is that good work which God started in your life, he'll not, uh, He'll continue to do that. And that good work is causing you to hear his voice. And when you hear his voice because his sheep hear his voice, you then take that and you speak that back to the heavens. You sow it to the heavens, and there will be a return, for his word doesn't go out to come back void. It says that he's given us power, all power, and have, uh, all power and authority. It says in Luke chapter 10, verse 9, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. You don't have to be a punching bag for the enemy. You don't have to be a doormat for the enemy. Give not place to the devil. Give not place to anxiety. Do, give not place to wanderings of your mind saying, you know, God's favor must have left me because I did this or that. Well, it says that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So that's a wandering of, of the mind. And uh, we live by his righteousness. You could never be righteous enough. You could never stay holy enough for long enough to keep all of God's rewards and blessings. That's why the person of Christ secured all these things through his death, burial, and resurrection. Even his atoning sacrifice has gained to us these things that will never pass away. Even the uh, blessings of God's realm. God wants us to dwell in that realm of heaven and they are there by the confession of your mouth. It says, who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down or who will go into the depths to bring up Christ? Uh, it says this word he has put in our mouth, even the word of faith will cause the realm of heaven to manifest in our lives. And 
it says in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 29, Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people, saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thine excellency, and thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. God has called you to tread upon the strongholds of the enemy in your life. You're not called to be under it. You're called to be over it. You're called to walk on it. You're called to tread underneath your feet. Serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So, Father, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, I just rebuke the the oppression of the enemy off your people, Lord God that you have called them to victory, to tread upon the the serpents. You've called them to overcome the roaring lion. And you've called us, Father God, to tread upon the high places, even those things that exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. So right now we just rebuke anxiety. We rebuke uh, a type of works-oriented mentality towards you that we have to be good all the time, otherwise your favor is going to leave us. Father, we thank you that that favor is upon Christ and that we're in Christ and that he is our righteousness. We are clothed with his righteousness and you always favor his perfect righteousness. He'll always be perfect and he'll never ever do anything wrong and we are hidden in that perfection and that we do not walk in our own works. And so, Father, we thank you that his name is above every name His name is above unrest. His name is above anxiety and worry and fear. Father, these things are broken off of our lives. You've replaced the bad with the good. You've replaced the the curse with the blessing. And it says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper and that you shall deliver us from every evil work and preserve us into your heavenly kingdom, that Christ was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And he said upon the cross, it is finished. So, Father, we thank you that his assignment to finish, to, to destroy the works of the devil has been finished. And so, Father, we claim an open heaven, and we speak your word like a farmer into the heavens, unto the brass heavens, unto the oppression And we just laugh at the oppression, Father God, because we know that it's not real. We laugh at the rain, Father. We laugh at the dark clouds because they're transitory. They're just passing by. And that our mouths, you have put the power of your word. The same word that you spoke this universe into existence is the same spirit that dwells in us. To speak your word forth as a sword against the oppression of the enemy, Father God, in the heavens. We rebuke the devourer, Father we bring back unto you the fruit of our lips, the tithe of your word, Father, a a grain of mustard seed, a small thing can remove a great mountain. We prophesy to the mountains of Israel. We declare their future, Father God. We tell the enemy that he is due to be plucked up and cast away. Even this fear, even this anxiety and this worry, we don't try to get rid of it, Father. We don't try to clean ourselves up. We just simply speak your word. We let it stand and be what it is for it, what it is. And you said, prove me here where this seed is going to grow. Because you can't plant this seed in heaven. You can't plant this seed as a sword towards the oppression and not have the oppression be broken up and moved. So, Father, we're not discouraged. 
about mountains that don't instantly remove because we know that they are going to be removed because your word does not lie. It speaks the truth and it is always the truth all the time. And so, Father, we give you praise. We give you worship in the mighty name of Jesus. And we declare, Father God, that your truth will be our song. In Jesus' mighty name, I'm I'm Patrick Sanders for Prayer International. Uh, Thank you for listening, and God bless.
it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.